Hello, esteemed listener. You're on to your most educating, informing, and entertaining Saturday Delight NASCO Moments radio show. This program is powered by your quality foods and household products provider, NASCO Group, Nigeria. Do you know where your children are at this moment? Meningitis is reported to be a devastating disease and remains a major public health challenge around the world. The disease is estimated to cause more deaths in children under the age of 5 than malaria. Globally, meningitis affects about 2.8 million people each year. In 2019, 15 states in Nigeria were affected by the disease. Meningitis cases have been found to occur through the year in the country, particularly during the dry season. According to the World Health Organization, WHO, about 10 to 15% of those surviving meningitis often suffer from complications. The questions that arise are, why has meningitis remained a public health challenge? How is the disease contracted? What are some of the immediate symptoms of meningitis? What are the available treatment options and what are the long-term effects of the disease? Answers to these questions and other pertinent issues are what we will be attempting to find out on your every Saturday delight, NASCO Moments radio show, as we discuss meningitis as a public health challenge, exploring the symptoms, safeguards and treatment options. Joining me in this conversation is Dr. Naka Joseph Nababa, Senior Registrar, Department of Clinical Microbiology, Joss University Teaching Hospital, Juth. He is also the Financial Secretary of the Nigeria Medical Association, Plateau State Chapter. Stay tuned as we return shortly. I am Hudun Yang. Nasco Cube Sugar is pleasantly sweet and can be used in tea, coffee, pap, and a variety of cereals and beverages. Nasco Cube Sugar can be taken at any time of the day. And what's more, each cube delivers a sweet taste and experience. Really? Nasco Cube Sugar is fortified with vitamin A and dissolves fast. Nasco Cube. Mmm. Nasco Cube Sugar. Sugar. For that sweet taste. Nasco Cube. NASCO Cube Sugar, another quality product from NASCO. Dr. Nababa, welcome to the NASCO Moment Show. Thank you very much. Okay, so can you give us a background on the challenge of meningitis, the global challenge of meningitis? Well, I think it will be important that we know what meningitis is before we delve into what uh, the background of challenges um, of meningitis globally. Uh, meningitis is inflammation of the meninges and the meninges is the covering of the brain that is after the scalp, the skull, the next structure is the meninges. It's more of like a covering. Then if there's inflammation of this covering, that is what we call meningitis. Now it could be as a result of infections or some non-infectious processes. As you've rightly said, it has remained a global public health challenge affecting several countries around the world. In fact, it has been estimated that over 2.8 million people suffer from this disease annually, that is worldwide. And among this figure, 1.2 million is caused by bacterial causes, which is an infectious processes. And um, some estimates have been made over the past 37 years, that is from 1990 to 2017. And it has been found that among 
the vaccine-preventable disease of which meningitis, especially the one caused by bacteria, is among, has only been reduced by 53%. Whereas other uh, vaccine-preventable disease have been reduced by 70 to 90%. So you can imagine the gravity of this disease that despite the introduction of vaccination, the disease still seems to have a high prevalence. Not to talk about the complications that arises from meningitis, not to talk about the financial burden on the society, you know, and so on and so forth. Are we also talking about the financial burden on the government, what the government puts in place to make sure that people with meningitis are treated adequately, and the social and mental problems that people face because of meningitis. So I think that is why it has still remained a global public health concern. So apart from meningitis caused by bacteria, what else causes meningitis? No, oh, a lot of other things like um, like viruses. Example of viruses um, include the enteroviruses. These enteroviruses are viruses that causes infection, which are flu-like, and also some gastrointestinal um, disturbances. Then it has been found that these viruses find their way through the blood into the brain and cause meningitis. You also have mumps virus and also the herpes-simplex virus, which is a sexually transmitted infection. It has also been implicated in uh, meningitis. Now, you could also have other causes include fungi, especially the cryptococcal meningitis, which is most seen among immunosuppressed individuals. By immunosuppressed individuals, I mean people whose immunity is weak. Example are people with diabetes, people with HIV AIDS, people with cancers, and people on treatment for cancers, or people who have undergone organ transplantation, you know? And then some parasites, even though not common, like the Neglera fowleri, is also implicated as a cause of meningitis. And the bacteria, which the bacterial causes, which is the most important or the commonly seen, include the Neisseria meningitis, otherwise called the meningococcal meningitis. It accounts for a higher percentage of meningitis and it's actually preventable by vaccines. Other bacteria include Haemophilus influenza type B, uh, Streptococcus pneumoniae, otherwise called pneumococcal meningitis. These are the three commonest. But then other bacteria also include tuberculosis, um, Staphylococcus aureus, Escherichia coli, and then Listeria monocytogenes, but these are rarely seen. And then there are non-infectious causes. There are non-infectious causes like some drugs, the non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, some of the drugs used for cancer chemotherapy, like intertrecal uh, methotrexate, azathioprine, cytosine arabinoside to mention but a few. So um, how does meningitis affect human health? Well, health as defined by the World Health Organization is a complete state of physical, social and mental well-being and not just the absence of disease or infirmity and as such i have started talking about the complications that is the after effect or the sequelae of meningitis if it becomes severe and not well treated probably you could have people coming down with impairment of hearing which could be total or partial in fact visual loss which could also be total um, uh, of course yes total i have recurrence of headaches you know People coming down with headache for no reason because they've had meningitis in the past, have motor imbalances, 
people could come down with um, memory loss or memory problems. Um, even brain damage, which is called cerebral palsy, can result um, from complications of meningitis. Even seizure disorders, commonly known as epilepsy by everybody, could be a complication of meningitis. Okay. But then it is worthy to note that there are other causes of these health problems that I have listed, of which meningitis is one. How prevalent is the disease in Nigeria? Well, interestingly, or should I say thank God, we now have a center for disease control here in Nigeria, the National Center for Disease Control. And then the figures come in every week. So you could have different figures for different weeks. For instance, the, the latest, which has been the epidemiological, um, epidemiologic week 21, which is June, in 19, um, June 2019, it has been stipulated that over 900 suspected cases were made and then out of these cases, about 110 were confirmed and 65 people unfortunately died from these diseases. I could take you to some other data, still from the National Center for Disease Control from April of 2018, I mean October of 2018 to April of 2019. And in that, about um, 760 people were estimated or suspected to have meningitis and among them 90 cases were confirmed and 57 people lost their lives. So we can go on and on and on. You could go check in the data, always coming in every week, and it is published by the National Center for Disease Control. Looks like a number of people are losing their lives uh, with meningitis. Well, we'll talk more about that when we come back from this break, listener. It's the NASCO Women's Radio Show. Stay tuned. away with Nasco biscuits today. Nasco cream biscuits. Nasco shortcake biscuits. Nasco cream crackers. Nasco biscuits. Cream of biscuits. You welcome back. This is the Nasco Moment Show on radio. Our guest today is Dr. Naka Joseph Nababa, Senior Registrar, Department of Clinical Microbiology, Joss University Teaching Hospital, Juve. We are discussing meningitis as a public health challenge, exploring the symptoms, safeguards, and treatment options. Now, can you share with us... Um, the early symptoms that can indicate that a person is down with meningitis? Well, generally, the, the early symptoms of meningitis are just like any other diseases, especially, I mean, the common disease we have, like uh, malaria, you know, flu, people could have fever, nausea, that's the feeling of vomiting, or even the vomiting in itself. Um, general um, unwell, called Mali in medicine, people could have cold feet, cold hands, these are the early symptoms. But then the ones that are specific for meningitis ranges from nuclear rigidity or neck stiffness to photophobia, that is fear of light. In fact, some people can convulse and some can go into coma. And then in infants or neonates, you can have bulging of the anterior fontanel. These are some of the symptoms of meningitis. Is meningitis contagious? Oh yes, it is especially the infectious ones. Now I'm talking about those viruses. If you remember, I said they cause flu. So people can actually get, uh, people can contact these diseases if they are 
if the if the if the meningitis is caused by infection, but if it is a non-sterile meningitis, then it is not contagious. That's why it's important to have to take the vaccine. Oh yes. Okay. So, what are some of the safeguards and practical steps to take against contracting the disease? Well, thank God there is a vaccine. Um, the vaccine is actually for meningococcal meningitis. You know, there are about six types of meningococcal meningitis. The A, serotype B, C, W, X, and Y. And um, there have been vaccine. I think in 2010 or 2016, if I'm correct, the Menafivac vaccine was produced for the A serotype. But presently, we have the quadrivalent vaccine, which covers the A, the B, the C, the X, and the Y. It's quite very important that people get vaccinated. And then apart from vaccination, personal hygiene is quite important. Hand washing, we advocate. We can, we can never overemphasize before you eat and after using the toilet. Once you endeavor to wash the hands with soap and water, and if there is hand sanitizer, WHO has recommended, as long as the hands are not visibly soiled, that can also be used. And then we also encourage people to cover their mouth when sneezing, not with the hands, but with the, with the elbow. Because you use your hand and rub your hands, you know, if somebody comes, you shake him, you've passed on the bacteria or virus onto him. But if you use your elbow, we don't shake with our elbows. And then keeping the environment and personal hygiene is very, very important. Avoiding overcrowding because these are the places where people easily get infected, you know, in camps, military camps, schools, especially the boarding houses. You know, those are places that people easily get um, contaminated with this infectious agent and as much as possible we try to avoid that and also to maintain a good personal hygiene. All right then, we've been getting enlightened this morning on meningitis. It's quite important to know what to do uh, to prevent it. Join us again when we return from this break. A promise kept. the taste of Nasco cream crackers. Each bite is crispy and so much fun. It's excitingly cool and a delight any day. Nasco cream crackers is the ideal snack at home and office. Nasco cream crackers is best served with tea, coffee and cheese. Nasco cream crackers. Hey. Nasco cream crackers. A promise kept. It's crunchy and tasty. Nasco cream crackers. Nasco cream crackers. Another quality product from Nasco. This is the Nasco Moment Show on radio. Our guest is Dr. Naka Joseph Nababa, Senior Registrar, Department of Clinical Microbiology, Joss University Teaching Hospital. He's also the Financial Secretary of the Nigerian Medical Association, Plateau State Chapter has been sharing his thoughts and experiences on meningitis as a public health challenge, exploring the symptoms, safeguards, and treatment options. So what are the best ways to manage and treat persons who have meningitis? Well, the best way to manage persons who have the meningitis is to first make a diagnosis to know that these people have meningitis. And when the physician knows that there are antibiotics, especially for the bacterial causes, which are available, and um, some antiviral agents too for the viral causes. Uh, some treatments can last for 10 to 14 days, while in some other cases it could last for 20, 14 to 21 days, as the case may be. 
and then sometimes some steroids can also be given but i always advise if there is anybody you know or uh, a patient whom you think has developed some signs and symptoms of meningitis the best thing is to be able to rush him to the hospital where he's going to get treated adequately how true is the notion that eating palm oil reduces the vulnerability of an individual to contract meningitis well to the best of my knowledge I do not think that palm oil reduces the severity of meningitis or helps in not contracting meningitis. But then, you know, in science or medicine generally, we never say never. So if anybody has come up with evidence or proofs, that means he has done some researches and it is evidence-based because science is evidence-based. Whatever you say, you must be able to prove it. But to the best of my knowledge, I have not come across that in medicine. But if anybody has done that, I think it will be beautiful to share that knowledge so that people will benefit from it. And then also, researches in science has to be reproduced anywhere. If you say A is equal to B in Nigeria, in America it should also be equal to A and B. Uh, a plus A is, should be equal to B. That's what we're saying. But for that, I don't have any knowledge on that. Do you think there's adequate citizen awareness about this disease? Well, I would like to answer that question with a yes and then no, depending on the particular people we're talking about in the society. Some people are enlightened enough to know that there is a disease called meningitis, what causes it and how it is treated. But then if you go to the rural areas and probably to the less privileged people, they might not have come in contact with any form of education or awareness on meningitis. So it depends on the people we are talking about here. Earlier on you complained about uh, the meningitis vaccine being available but not enough people, people taking the vaccination. Uh, what is the medical community doing to make sure that people know that this vaccine is available and that, that, and that they can get it? Well, through programs like this, you know, the Nigerian Medical Association also has radio programs where we educate, help educate the community on diseases awareness and um, preventable measures or preventive measures to take not to come down with diseases as such. And um, also we engage civil um, society organizations which has helped over the years to make awareness or to make people aware of disease conditions and remedies. Now, um, what more do you think the citizen or the listener needs to know about meningitis as we end this conversation this morning? Well, uh, meningitis, is, meningitis is a severe infection affecting the brain covering and um, it, is, it has a very high mortality. It has been estimated that up to 20% of patients who get meningitis will lose their lives. What I've always said is prevention is better than cure and also cheaper. So the preventive measures that we've discussed what I want people to take home and to tell others too. But people can, after coming down, they can get treated and still survive. Yes. Dr. Nathan Joseph Nubaba, thank you for your valuable time and sharing your thoughts and experiences with us on this vital topic. You're welcome. Uh, listener, I believe you have greatly benefited from this discussion on meningitis as a public health challenge, exploring the symptoms, safeguards and treatment options. We end this episode of this program here, but remember you can follow us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash NASCO Group or follow on Twitter using the handle at NASCO Group. 
freely send your feedback on any aspect of the NASCO Moments radio show to the email info at nasco.net or by text through the dedicated care line 0805-774-7777. Now to the NASCO Moments trivia question segment. This week the question is, what is the name of the Nigerian professor of biochemistry known for his discovery of the gene responsible for the synthesis of sialidase? Send the correct answer via text to 0805-774-7777, including your name and location. The NASCO Moments radio show has been brought to you by NASCO. It was created by Unimark Limited, marketing communications consultants, executive producers, NASCO Marketing Department, producer Harun Audu, research and content development, George Palm and Harun Audu, production coordinators Solomon Audu, Malau Silvanus and Alex Ruben. I'm Hudun Gyan. Join us again next Saturday for another interesting package.